Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hello and welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR, 8.55am, 3CR Digital and 3cr.org.au. My name is Lauren and from the Brainwaves team today I'm joined by Rebecca and Suzanne. Today we're going to be having a little bit of a panel discussion about relationships, uh, friendships and mental illness. Sort of about how they've affected us in our lives. A bit about when to disclose to a friend or a partner about when you're struggling with mental health problems and just about our personal experiences and a couple little anecdotes along the way as well. Take it away, Rebecca. Yeah, so I think in a way the mental health, like mental health obviously affects us, but I think it also affects um, our relationships with people around us and I think it's really important to talk about. So kind of like the first question, like if you guys want to answer Um, How does your mental health affect your relationships with the people in your life? Uh, Well, I'm Suzanne and, um, look, I think it it affects it in a lot of ways, in all dimensions of your life, from professional to personal. So um, I think for me personally, um, my personal relationships have been affected when, um, you know, I have people that want to engage with me and part of my mental illness journey has been to when I'm suffering is to withdraw um, like an emu sort of putting your head in the sand and withdraw and people don't understand they feel that it's either rudeness or um, that you just don't want to engage with people and it's part of the mental illness Um, so it's very hard and to to explain to people that don't understand and haven't had a lived experience of mental illness to them it's yeah it's very hard to um, to explain to people that um, aren't on the same page with it Um, you know, so yeah, it's very hard sometimes to maintain relationships and make sure that you are giving the right amount of time to yourself, but also to other people as well. Um, it has affected me, you know, platonic relationships, but also, um, I guess, hasn't helped me in terms of if trying to secure a male-female relationship because of, you know, you don't want somebody to think that you're you're mental, or you're crazy, or you know that you're not right. So. Um, yeah, so so that's my perspective from, from my point of view. Hmm. Yeah, and I definitely think, like I know personally for me, um, mental health problems like myself, um, it affects how I interact with people, especially my friends. Um, like I know, for instance, I had this one friend who's, who's absolutely incredible, um, very blessed to have her in my life, and basically... Um, I would I would feel like something was wrong and I would kind of take it the wrong way if she said something or did something and then in a way I'd always like I'd always cut off the friendship because I thought wait this isn't making me happy anymore blah 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 and then at the end of the day like we'd always find our way back to each other and I think in a way it's it's hard to maintain stable friendships because you know what you want out of a relationship and what you want out of a friendship but it's really hard to, I think, communicate that with other people. Um, like, what do they expect from the friendship or relationship? Like, what do they need? Mm. Um, where do we set a boundary when it comes to these things? And obviously, when do you tell them, like, something's wrong with you? 
Um, and I think in a way, personally for me, I think that's really hard to kind of decipher what time to tell them um, because you don't want to tell them too soon, but mm. then you also don't want to tell them too late when they find out from like other people. Yeah. There's definitely a worry of scaring people away as well. Like any new friends that you make, you never really know when's an appropriate time to tell mm. or if if you should be telling them at all, if it's ever something that's going to come into play with a relationship. Um, yeah. I guess it just it's really depends on the person and it's really hard to gauge when you just meet somebody how they'll react to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think in a way you kind of need – so coming up to like the answer is whenever you're comfortable to disclose that with someone, um, like every friendship, every relationship has their own different – like their own differences um, and not every friendship is going to be the same. Mm. But I think it's also really important to make sure – that you tell someone you trust, mm. tell someone that you love. Like I think, and also because you you don't you don't know how they're feeling. Mm. They they might have um, a mental health problem as well. Like you don't know. And I think that's that's kind of like the blessing of like getting it off your chest after so long. Like I can remember meeting you, Lauren. Mm. Um, we kind of connected through the same thing, mm. like this radio show. And since then, we've become friends. And it's like in a way, we haven't. Like, we haven't talked about, like, boundaries or anything. We've kind of just gone with the flow. Like, we're pretty yeah. open. Like, I think and that's one of the most important things mm. is that you just go with the flow of the friendship. And if you feel safe enough to disclose that to them, then by all means, yeah. do that. Yeah. And it it's definitely a very scary thing. Like, it has backfired before. Mm. Um, and there's always a risk that that person will then turn away and say, no, I don't. I, I don't want to be friends. Or, yeah. like, I don't want a relationship because that that scares me or that doesn't make me feel right or that's uncomfortable or that's wrong or that's um like why can't you just go fix yourself like you don't Hmm. yeah like it's like they just don't understand mm, it's really hard to judge if somebody's going to react the way you want them to Hmm. and that's like you can't control other people that's their decision to make as well Hmm. yeah I think that um well you know um, these days, you know, mental illness is more sort of out there. It's out there in the media. It's, you know, more and more professional people are speaking up about it, you know, football players, etc. So it is out there and I think it is a bit more accepted, not like years ago when there was a stigma. If you, you said that to an employer or someone, they'd just mm-hmm. think you were nuts. But I was speaking to a nurse last week and she said that it used to be one in four that suffered with mental illness. Now it's one in two. So that mm-hmm. that does say something. And you know, we're all living crazy lives and more pressures are being put on us with different things and the way that the world is, you know, I'm not surprised at wanting to. But, um, yeah, it, it has its challenges. I mean, I was uh, interviewing someone last week and they were saying that they tend to befriend people with mental illness because they have more of an understanding. Mm. And I would mm. say that that is, is somewhat true in my aspect. I'd have a couple of people that don't have it, but then... I'm the one, even though I suffer, I'm the one that people tend to turn to for counselling and ring up and I've got this problem, can I talk to you about it? Yeah. So they obviously see something good in me, you know, mm. being able to empathise and um, put myself in other shoes and listen. So, mm. you know, I think that um, I think it makes you stronger by, by having the condition, even though mm. it's got its limitations. I think that it does make you more empathetic and compassionate, mm. you know, it's... I guess it's if someone had a broken arm and, 
you rocked up to a first date, you wouldn't say, oh, sorry, you've got a broken arm, I don't think I want to date you, you know. You, yeah. You, you know, it's... Mm, and I think in a way, especially like talking about how other people lean on you for support, like I know from personal experience that I find it extremely hard to be there for someone while also battling my own demons. Um, I have this friend in particular and he's he's absolutely lovely, like always will be there for him. Um, and I found that it was really hard sometimes to kind of not necessarily talk to him but try to help him out of his issue because the thing is like I can't even help myself Um, and I think also when you're talking to people and when you're talking to your friends there's this level of trust and you don't ever want to break that trust or anything and I think it's it's hard because there's there's a line but there's a very very thin line between what is okay and what is not okay and I guess in a way it's talking about boundaries with people um like because you because the last thing you want to do is have a conversation with your friends and then go home and you're like triggered or something um and I think that's that's really important is to tell to just be honest in like a friendship like that if you can't not if you can't deal but you can't just at this time cope with everything that's going on with your life and um, them talking about what's happening with them. If you can't deal or cope to be that emotional support, you ju- I think you just need to let them know that, hey, I'm not, I'm not doing too well myself. I need some time. It's nothing about you. It's nothing personal. I just need to get my head sorted out. It's not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. It's that <laughs> cliche thing. Yeah. I think it comes back to self-care, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and- Putting oh, yourself first. Yeah, yeah, and just, you know, there's an old saying that, you know, how can you be right for others if you're not right yourself? So mm-hmm. it's about giving, you know, knowing what your, like you said, your boundaries and your gauging and, like, I know if I can't handle, I've had to back away from some relationships yeah. just because me and another friend were triggering each other off with our mm-hmm. stuff going on and there was no sort of, oh, I don't want to be your friend anymore. We just sort of drifted away. Yeah, like you still love them, like you yeah. still care about them. It's just... When you're going through stuff, I think it's really hard sometimes to get out of that headspace. And even though helping people can make you feel better, it can also make you feel worse because it's like you can't do anything to help them. Like you're telling them everything that you could possibly ever want someone to tell you. But at the same time, you'd never tell yourself that. And I think in a way um, that that is really hard. I think it's also like another question is how how do you be a friend to someone who is struggling when you're also struggling yourself. Mm. And I think that's – I think it's an important question because I think a lot of people in society, like going back to what you said, like one in two people, a lot of people suffer from some sort of mental illness these days. And I think not not being able to talk about it with other people can be really hard, but also talking about it can be really hard – in itself because it's it's so personal like telling someone your story and telling someone why you are the way you are is very it's very daunting and I know I find it now um nearly 21 I'm comfortable with sharing my story like I've always been but it's always like you it's an uneasy feeling because you don't know what other people are going to react and how 
they're going to react to it. Like you don't, you don't want them to hate you, but at the same time, you don't want them to pity you and like think, oh, that girl has like a bad life. Um, but, but in a way, like what I was talking to Lauren about earlier is that my life isn't hard. It It's nowhere near hard, but mental illness makes it hard. Mm. And like every single day is a challenge. Like the way you see your friends, the way you see your colleagues, everyone, like mental illness changes your perception of reality. And I think that's so important to realise is usually we could think of something like um, I could say to Lauren one thing and then she might take it another way and it's completely lost in like translation, like what hap- what she said what I said wasn't meant in the way she took it Mm. but that's also the thing about being human is we can't control how other people react to things and how they take it Mm. that's true that's really true I Mm. find the biggest challenge for me with relationships and mental illness is it will but either that or just in general but um is communication like I Mm. find that if somebody all of a sudden goes silent in the relationship and there's no reason like something's wrong yeah like you know, there's just no communication. I find that really frustrating. I don't mm. understand mental illness or not. I just think that commu- open communication, well, there are some times when someone can be really honest and it can hurt you too. So, mm. like, you know, just go get a job or whatever, you know. I mean. Yeah. Or, like, that dress doesn't make you look good at all. Or, yeah, like, I, used to, you know, I've been known to wear leggings and stuff and someone always said, they don't look good on you. It's like, well... You're not me and, mm. you know, you're not in my headspace and, and, you know, I wear them because that's just what I want to do. I don't feel mm. like I need to be judged by it. Mm-mm. But, yeah. Um, yeah, just the judging, I think, can be hard too. Mm. Um, and also some people are just so ignorant to the mental illness thing. It's just like, well, just get over it. Yeah. Mm. Just get over it and but just get, get a job or just get over it and do this or just yeah. do this or just set your alarm for this time and be there at that time and it's like everything is just so robotic that mm. just do this and just do that but we're humans it's not yeah. like that you know mm. when we don't all all follow the sheep and get up at 8 30 and rock up you know to work till five it's the world's changed things mm. you know but there is a, i think there's still a bit of the world that um expects you to be in that norm of the you know yeah. you know what i mean there's a lack of understanding like if if you say to yourself, oh, I'm going to take a break for a few days and I'm not going to answer my phone, there's a bit of an understanding that, like, oh, that means she's sick and she's not going to want to do anything with us and she's not friends with us because she won't come out on Saturday night. But, like, there are times where it gets really hard to go out of the house. Like, there are times mm. where it doesn't make sense for you to see that friend because you don't really want to. And it's not personally about that friend. It's just about yourself mm. at that point in time. So it's just about self-care, really. It's not even about, like, wanting to hurt somebody's feelings. It's just you physically can't do it. That's how it gets. Yeah. And I think, like, it's it's important that, like, no matter what we do, Mm. like, in our lives, we're going to hurt someone. Like, that's inevitable. Um, But I think also moving on to, like, the positive side of things is friendships can be so good to your mental health as well. Like, they're so important. They help you grow. They help you develop. Like, I know especially um, my friend who I was talking about before, like, I deleted her off Facebook multiple times. Um, like, to this day, she's in my life. Like, we FaceTime, I think, the other day. And everything, like, it, it, like it's now that I'm older 
and now that I know a lot more about like my own mental health problems is I, I can be a better friend. I can be a better friend for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, she she didn't understand what I was going through because she personally had never experienced experienced it before. Um, and I think for her, and I think she'd say the same thing, that it really changed her outlook on things and she's really changed my outlook. But even I know to this day, like I have a friend who I who I made at work recently. She's absolutely lovely because um, I'm always that type of person. I'm like, oh, I hate myself. I like I'm going to be alone. Like no one loves me, blah, blah, blah. And then she messaged me one day. She's like, I'm not doing enough. And I just said, what? You're doing plenty. She's like, no, because you feel like no one loves you. And if you think no one loves you, then I'm not doing enough. And like, I think like that's just like one of the purest things is because she's in my life for a reason. Like she's, she's there if I need a friend, like, I don't know. And I think finding people and finding like developing like a social network, like that is so important because friendships do have friendships do mean a lot they impact you so much they impact how you are like going like week to week like even just sending like a message to a friend like I know it instantly makes me feel better when they respond and they're happy to hear from me from me so I think in a way it's it's good and you need you need friends who are supportive and who are non-judgmental as well I agree with you Rebecca like there's times when I do feel judged by different things and I won't Mm. name people or situations but I just do Mm. and there's times when I feel like that I have to change my personality or my actions or not reveal something because I don't the outcome of it could be uncomfortable and Mm. I hate that but I guess there's horses for causes and they're different horses for different situations like different friends will give you different things in life like they like one might Mm. give you like sisterly advice and another Mm -hmm. one might kick you up the butt and then another one might be really compassionate and loving I guess that's you know the beauty of being able to choose your friends and not Mm -hmm. your family you can choose what types of people you let in especially because like you could have someone that gives you emotional support and then physical support so it all kind of goes hand in hand and I think that that's what makes like that's what makes who we are as humans like I think I read like years ago that um human beings to like sustain a healthy mind you basically need to be like it's going to sound wrong but like you need to be touched at least seven times a day like whether that's like hand holding um whether it's just like a hug or something like I know it sounds completely wrong I I see your face Lauren (laughs) but like like small small little gestures um that people show that they care about you I think that's the most important thing especially what we need in today's society is we don't show people we love them. We don't show no. we don't show that and we need to because I think like love will, love will change the world as cliche as that sounds. We are deprived. I mean, I'm not here to talk about this, but I am a qualified massage therapist, so I can talk about the touch factor and people are deprived of it. And mm. I, and um, a month ago, and I'm sharing this um, because of mental illness, I adopted a cat from the lost dog's home. Mm. And I've got to say it's made the biggest – I know this topic isn't about animals and mental health, but it's about relationships. So mm. I suppose an animal is a relationship. Yeah. It's made the biggest impact on my life. Mm. And you said about hugging and that. Well, prior to that, I wouldn't get touched at all. Mm. There's, you know, nothing in my life that would provide that. Mm. But having him, to be able to pick him up and cuddle him – 
and and then there's times when I'm just go home and sit in my chair and he jumps up and wants to be with me has had the biggest impact for me. Mm. It's and, physical support. It's yeah. so important. And I've just said to people, people said, how's he going? And I say, it's the best thing I've had mm. in my life in about four years. Now, to some people that could sound sad, but to me it's just me moving forward and recognising mm. the change that he's made in my life and that I'm getting back to that touch thing that you're talking about. Yeah, and I think especially when it comes down to where you are now is like you're not we're obviously not going to be the same people we were five years ago Mm. we're obviously like some of us will some of us won't but we we won't necessarily have the friends we've gone to primary school with and I think that's important because everyone you meet they they teach you a lesson um whether it's a good experience or not like whether they've judged you for some like mental illness or whatever Um, like they teach you a lesson and like I keep reminding myself like my mum always reminds me because I have very severe uh, self-harm scars so I'm always like to her like no one's gonna love me like no one's gonna accept me but then she's like wait you've got friends at the radio who accept you you've got friends at work who accept you like there are people out there who accept you and will love you regardless of like regardless of your sexuality your gender what you look like like what you eat in a day like, they'll still love you for who you are as a person. I think that's important. Like, the people that are meant to be in your life will be in your life. Um, and I think that's something that I've learned recently is if someone cares about you, they'll show you, mm. even though – but it's also hard to decipher, like, what like what does their own, like, perspective of showing how they care kind of thing. So, like, I can show I care in numerous ways that – by um, like hugging or like checking up on Mm. them day to day but they might um, show they care by saying have a good night or take care like checking up on you like it like I think we all have different needs we Mm. all have different wants and I think it's hard to kind of establish that yeah so we've got a couple more minutes left do you have any sort of closing thoughts or closing advice any anecdote or anything Mm. you want to close up on I just want to say that, you know, you have to recognise in your life the people that have been there through the thick and thin. You know, I had a time when, you know, very hard few years where I became homeless and had a few family deaths and it really showed me who my true friends really were. There weren't many, but there were a couple, at least two of them I can count, that were there right through, you know, the 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 holes of the thing and they've stuck by me and I always think back to those times and the relationship has changed from over the years different you know you sometimes you're having a great time in your life and they're not or and then it you know reverses on itself you're having a crappy time and they're having a great time so it's the ones that you know we've we've got to nourish and cherish the ones that are really the dinkum die ones that yeah, they're unconditionally, as Rebecca was saying. Mm. They're, they're the true ones. Mm. And I think, like, last night I was just looking for, like, quotes and that to kind of end. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I promise it's it's sweet, guys. Oh, okay. like, Not I cringy. Lo- I love how you guys all judge me. Like, no. Such yes. supportive friends, mate. Okay. <laughs> Basically, um, it's... I appreciate the people who love and understand me, even when I'm hurt and pushing people away. They know me better and push back with love and support. And um, I think that was from a book called Power of Positivity or something. I don't really know. It's on Tumblr. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> um, and I think in a way, like, that, that is so important um, that 
it, it it'll take a long time to finally figure out who your true friends are like trust me like I don't know how how many years I've spent trying to find the right people in my life but now uh, after you experience so much so much stuff you eventually have to kind of strainer the people mm. in your life like pasta a strainer of the people in your life and then you like the ones who are important, they'll stay. The ones who will care about you will stay and they will love you regardless of who you are, what you do to your hair or anything. And I think that's important is stay with the people that love you for who you are. Don't let anyone change you. Yeah, that is a perfect <laughs> well said. thing to end on. I know, I'm perfect, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've been listening to Brainwaves on 3CR 8.55am. Next week is our Radiothon show. Whoopee! So Wednesday at 5pm, you can call up the studio on 03-9419-8377 and donate to our show. We're looking to raise $1,000 to help support 3CR. If you want to donate now, you can go to 3cr.org.au slash donate. Um, during the show, we'll be introducing you to our newest volunteers and having a bit of discussion with some of our older ones as well. Just a bit about why we love Brainwaves and the support that you guys show to us by listening to the show. And why you should donate. Yeah, and why you should donate as well. So we'll be back next Wednesday at 5pm. Stay tuned for Renegade Economists. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.